Welcome back to Ball with Y'all, my friends. It has been quite some time. Hurricane Ian did a number on the state of Florida, and it did a number on Ball with Y'all, but we are back. My name is Sean Johnson. I'm here with Mr. Zach Gray. Zach, how are you doing today? Is this real life? Are we actually back? So much has happened. So much life took place, but we're finally back. You're not working 12 hours a day for three weeks straight right now. Yeah, uh, that was miserable. But at least you got to go up to Talladega and and go to see your your favorite football team in Oxford. So that was fun. That was great. Was bummed you weren't there with me in Talladega. But yes, uh, got up there to Ole Miss for the Kentucky game. Insane game. Feels like distant memory now, but just remarkable. Uh, And then we took a little road trip down to Alabama to go to the Talladega race, which you know, in your honor, Chase Elliott destroyed the field. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, just held his own all day. That race was uh, honestly kind of interesting, too. Uh, not a big wreck like we're accustomed to seeing there, but it was a fun time. Um, I have missed doing this with you, and I'm glad we're back. Yeah, you know, and a lot has happened in the football world. A lot has happened in the NASCAR world. Uh, what's, uh, what's happened in the football world recently? Uh, let's let's think about it. Uh, USC got upset. Mm. That was huge, mm-hmm. right? Um, we also had Penn State go down this past weekend, and Oklahoma State. So a lot of a lot of important things happening in the right. football world. There, there was a there's a game in Knoxville, I think. Did you see that? Oh, actually, you know, I did see it, but the referees didn't. And more on that to come. I promise <laughs> you, I have a whole monologue just prepared on that specific situation. Just <laughs> you wait. With all that said, a lot of great stuff to get into this weekend. A lot of great games, some big uh, top 25 matchups, some big top 10 matchups, actually. And also, of course, we'll get into the uh, big race at Homestead this weekend, and where Zach and I will both be there the yes, entire sir. weekend. Yes, we will not be missing a second of on-track action. All day Saturday, all day Sunday. We got the boys rolling in. We're seven deep at this point. We do have an extra ticket. Just want to point that out. It's $108. Um, Coolers are packed already, and we're ready to rock. So I'm pumped to be down there again. And it's been a year and, wow. March. A year and yeah, it's been a year and eight months since there's been a race at Homestead. So lots changed in the world since then. So very yeah, different situation that. for Homestead this time around. Oh yeah. Third race from the end of the season as compared to third race from the beginning of the season. Yeah, a little bit different. So a lot to unpack there, which is gonna be super great. A lot to get into on today's show. So let's get it right into it with let's crack it open. So, Zach, we are getting into, I think, what is it, week eight of the college football season now? Let's call it week eight. Yeah, week eight. Uh, massive shakeup across the landscape over the last two or three weeks. Um, a lot of big matchups that have massive playoff implications. Uh, what do you say? Let's get right into our picks of the week and get into the games. Okay, let's start with game at the top of Saturday. Uh, Syracuse at Clemson. Number 14, Syracuse. Number five, Clemson. Um, This is the game that you see at least like once or twice a year where you have the heavy favorite, Clemson, who everybody expects to be up there, and they're playing a team who's snuck by a pretty easy schedule, but they haven't lost, so they have to be taken somewhat seriously. They're going in to Clemson at noon. I think that does help Syracuse a little bit. However... This game is going to go like all the other games that kind of start out like this with Clemson absolutely walking away from Syracuse. Syracuse, good job. You're 6-0. and 
impressive. However, this is not going to end well for you. So the uh, the spread Zach is thirteen and a half in favor of Clemson, and the over under is forty nine and a half. What do you where do you lie on that? Clemson's definitely covering that, and we're going to hit the over as well. I think Clemson puts this game into the fifties on their own. Honestly, um, we're going to go Clemson fifty two, Syracuse seventeen. Wow, 52-17. Well, to your point, Clemson is a good football team. I think Syracuse is the fake football team. You look at all their wins, they snuck by Purdue, which Purdue should have won that game, and they did everything in their power to lose that game a few weeks ago. They got by a an NC State team that was not with its full complement of talent, most specifically without Devin Leary at quarterback. Syracuse has done everything in their power to dodge – just about every threat that has been thrown their way. Now, granted, they have not faced too many threats to this point. And if you look at the rest of the season, that's when the threats come into play. They've got Florida State. They've got Wake Forest. They obviously have this team here. Don't they play Notre Dame as well? They do. And I think NC State? Yeah. Well, they already played NC State a week ago. Syracuse did? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, they they just did. They beat them. Devin Leary is hurt. And so, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of this. Listen, it's Gary, been a few I'm, weeks. <laughs> I know. I'm getting back into the swing of things. Can you tell? Um, <laughs> but in any case, Syracuse has gotten incredibly lucky, in my opinion. It reminds me a lot of uh, – I forget what year in particular where Kentucky started the season like 5-0 and or 6-0 and and, and rattled off uh, a series of losses to end the year. And yes. I don't even remember if they ended up being bowl eligible. If they did, they just barely made it. Um I, this is the kind of team where it's great that they're bowl eligible now getting that sixth win because I'm not entirely convinced that they'll actually get another win until maybe the Boston College game to end mm-hmm. the year. So uh, suffice to say, I don't have too much faith in the, in the orange here. In a perfect world, I hate orange altogether, all so I wish for both teams to lose, but I can't do that. So I'll go Clemson covering the 13 and a half. The under hitting, because I really like Syracuse's defense and I'm not a big believer in DJ Uangaloy. So I will go Clemson winning 34 to 14, just barely under. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's not right. Well, we'll see. Two very okay. different picks. Two very different picks. Also, you're 49 and a half. That's a very low line, it feels like. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yes. Yeah. Right? That's Strange. what I'm saying. Sounds like, like it's bait. All right. Let's move on. Next game. This is the the stressful game for Zach this week. Number seven, Ole Miss at unranked yet favored LSU. Tell me the spread, Sean. So LSU, Ole Miss, right? And what's really interesting about this game is that it opened as Ole Miss is the favorite. Mm-hmm. That is no longer the case. And uh, for those of you who don't know why, what, how that happens, basically the, the public money is just poured in on LSU. To the point where they are now a two and a half point favorite at home in Death Valley. The over under 66 and a half points. So Vegas is expecting a shootout between Jackson Dart and Jaden Daniels. I don't like it. It makes me worried. I don't like it. The only good thing I have going for this game is the fact that it's not at night. So praise be to CBS for saving it for that. But look, LSU, they had their bumps in the road. Early loss to FSU, and then the demolishing by Tennessee, which obviously now we know Tennessee is actually 
pretty good. Um, Ole Miss, 7-0. Nothing to sneeze at. Love it. Are they overranked? Heck yeah. The fact that the next highest-ranked team above them is Alabama, not, not really fair, I think. Um, this game, I think, is going to go to LSU, as much as it pains me to say. Um, I like a little scoring. I'm going to end up going with LSU 35, Ole Miss 23. I think Death Valley is just – it's too much. And Jackson Dart has to stop making the one or two little mistakes you can get away with against a Vanderbilt or an Auburn or a Tulsa. It seems like he makes one bad throw a game, and it costs them points and gives the other team points or opportunities to score as well. You can't do that in this game. I'm just not sure he's ready to not make those kind of mistakes. So for that reason, yeah. LSU 35-23. What say you, Mr. Johnson? So ironically, we have very, very, very similar scores. Like almost identical, which is I don't know if that's to be is that to be celebrated or I don't think I should be happy about that, should I? Well, I mean, very rarely are we ever on the same page. I'd like to go back and actually see how well we've done when we've agreed on something. Mm. We've actually been right on that front. I would tend to say, like, we had Notre Dame beat North Carolina, and that that worked out well. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately for you, this may work out well for us. But anyway, in any case, uh, to your point, Ole Miss, I'm still not a believer. I know that, I mean, obviously, if they win this game, and if they win the game in, uh, in A&M next week, they are going into the month of November sitting pretty with one game defining their season, essentially. And that's in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And that's against the team from Tuscaloosa on November, what, 13th, 12th, something like that? 12th, I think, yeah. And uh, so, of course, we'll get into that when we get there. But this is one of those games where you shouldn't lose it. If you are a quality team, if you're a top 10 team, if you're a top 7 team, you shouldn't lose this game. But, like you mentioned, the, the difference between the top 6, and honestly, most of the teams in the top 10, with the exception of Ole Miss, is just massive. The, the disparity talent, the 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 consistency that you've seen is just not what you would hope it would be. Uh, at the same time, I, I'm LSU's underwhelmed us a lot. I mean, let's not forget, just two weeks ago, they were blown out by Tennessee. Like, taken to the woodshed. At home. And at home, no less. And now, granted, they made a lot of mistakes, much like they did against Florida State, and they didn't get away with it against Florida State. And they didn't. They definitely did not get away with it against Tennessee. But I go back to LSU defensively ranks, or I don't know if this is still, still the case, but this is like a week, week or two ago. They ranked just behind Georgia in the nation. It was like 12th or 13th in the country. And they ranked offensively just behind Ole Miss as well. So they're not at the top of the at the top of the leaderboard with like the Tennessees of the world when it comes to offense and so on. But they're really good. And finally, with some competent quarterback play, they look rather decent. So I, too, will go with LSU. Now, again, 66 and a half is our is our over under here. I'm gonna go 37 to 23, which also just barely is an under <laughs> as well, but covering for LSU. I think they're gonna win handily. And uh it'll be a really uh it'll almost be like a come to Jesus moment for Lane Kiffin, I feel like. And a huge moment for Brian Kelly coming away with uh where at one point in time we were worried if they were gonna make bowl eligibility. So it's gonna be pretty big yeah. moment for them. Yeah, we have to give him credit. He's really turned it around um, from where they, they were. So that's, listen, credit's due. This is a big test for them. They've kind of, I feel like, 
LSU's beaten the teams they were kind of expected to beat, and they've lost games that everyone was kind of like, yeah, that wouldn't shock me, like with the FSU and, and Tennessee game. Um, okay. Also at 3.30, we have our game day, game of the week. UCLA at Oregon. Number nine, UCLA undefeated. Uh, number 10, Oregon, whose doors got blown off the first week of the season against Georgia. We're like, wow, Oregon's not that good. Um, they bounced back quite well. And they're hosting UCLA, which I think UCLA kind of falls in that same category as Ole Miss. Undefeated. Can't fault them for that. Have they played much of anybody? Not really. But they're about to. And I think Oregon absolutely kills UCLA in this game. Uh, Oregon's been tested. They know what it's like to be playing Georgia. They played a tough BYU squad as well. Um Give me Oregon in a romp in this game. And you can tell me about the spread too. But whatever it is, Oregon's covering that. Uh, final score is going to be Oregon 45, UCLA 27. 45-27. Well, live, live odds because they changed when we started the show Okay. to the time now. When we started the show, we were looking at an even six and a half, not really even, six and a half for Oregon favored. And the over-under sitting at 71. It has since dropped to just six and 70 a half on the over-under. Now, with mm. all that said, you are not a believer in Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the quarterback no. for UCLA. You are not a believer in Chip Kelly. No. You're not a believer in the rushing attack that UCLA has. And I understand it because at one point in time, I was not a believer. I saw them almost lose to, uh, to, to USA, University of South Alabama. I saw them struggle against Bowling Green. I was incredibly underwhelmed for a long time. Heck, they only beat Colorado, who was the final team to get a win this year. Only beat them by 28, which I feel like you should really do a lot more there, I tend to to say. Uh, But that Washington win struck me a couple weeks back. I was shocked on that Friday night that they pulled it out. And then to go out there and beat Utah, who just took the wind out of the sails of USC. So I'm not super confident on this pick, but I, what I'm seeing right now is that the Pac-12, there's a lot of parity there, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if, UC, if UCLA was to pull it out. Granted, at the same, to- same time, I've seen a good team in the form of BYU go to Autzen Stadium and just get run over by what appears to be a composite Bo Nix, which I have not seen my entire lifetime. I don't know where he came from and where he's been. But all of a sudden, he's relatively decent since the Georgia game, to your point. With all that said, I am a believer in Chip Kelly. I'm a believer in Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I'm getting six points here. I will go, they'll win outright. So, by virtue, covering the six points. I'll say they win by six points, actually. Why not? And I'll go final score of this game. Under the 71, or I guess, what is it, 70 and a half now? <laughs> under, under the 71, I'll go UCLA 37, Oregon 31. Okay. Just barely under. Oh, Nix is not losing to UCLA. I mean, I've there's been numerous times in my life where I thought Bo Nix would not lose a game, and then he, he proved me wrong. Also fair. Okay. Another 330 spot. Um, and that time is 
a really good. You're gonna have to have three screens if you're if you're watching college football three thirty this week. Um, <clears throat> number twenty, Texas, at number eleven, Oklahoma State. Texas coming off of a close and kind of controversial victory over Iowa State. Oklahoma State coming off of a blown blown game against TCU. The fact that they lost that game, honestly pathetic. But a chance for the Cowboys to rebound. Chance for the Longhorns to not go back to mediocrity. However, I do think Oklahoma State's going to pull this out. Why? Because Texas is inconsistent. You'll watch Texas one week. Oh, my gosh. They just lost to one point, by one point to Bama. They are there. And then they lost to Texas Tech. Um, and barely beat Iowa State. Oklahoma State, I think, is a really complete team. If they can just find a way to finish the game, I think they win. I think they hold Quinn Ewers down. And I think Oklahoma State wins this game 27-21. So that would be an outright win by the same margin as the uh, as the spread. There you go. See, I know what I'm talking about. There you go. And you I only get t- the expert opinion here on ball with y'all. Only. And I even tell you what the spread was, and you just you just straight up went for it. <laughs> there you go. And interestingly enough, that's also an under because the over-under is 60 and a half. So there substantial, you go. substantial under. Um, so interesting thing about this game, to your point, Oklahoma State uh coming off that tough loss, but they have not lost at home this year. They're four now. Texas mm-hmm. is 0-1 on the road. Um granted, Quinn Ewers is back, the mullet's back. It's hard to pick against the mullet, but I hate mullets. I think they look absurd. I don't understand why you would do it. I get business in the front, party in the back. Well, unfortunately, you won't be partying because you'll be losing this game at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. I've got Oklahoma State winning this game, obviously covering the spread since they're an underdog. Give me Oklahoma State winning this game 38-34 to final. I like that. I like that. Um, let's shoot down to a quick one here. Eight o'clock spot. Another Big 12 matchup. I think this is actually my game of the week. 17 Kansas State at number eight TCU. TCU coming off of a huge win against Oklahoma State. Kansas State has been fresh ever since they lost to Tulane, which putting together a great season. Shout out Michael Pratt. Great quarterback at Tulane. Um Kansas State going into Fort Worth and TCU. I think they get TCU here. Um, Adrian Martinez, the quarterback for Kansas State, doing a phenomenal job, transferring from Nebraska. I like him to lead a high-scoring rushing attack against TCU. We're going to go Kansas State 45, TCU 33. All right, so that's a pretty pretty big win for Kansas State on the road there. Now, granted, the – the spread is three and a half. Uh, the over-under is 54. So that's uh, flying by the over-under pretty comfortably. Oh. But I, much like Ole Miss, much like Texas, um, I'm not a big believer in Texas Christian. I don't – I'm shocked, honestly, that they're doing as well as they are in, what, year one without Gary Patterson? Yeah. Granted, I'm also not a big believer in Kansas State. I also don't understand how they're there. But comparatively, I'm, I guess, a bigger believer in Kansas State. So I will ride with Kansas State somehow to pull this thing out. 
Uh, on FS1, which is weird, I would have expected like ABC or something like that. Get Kirk Hope Street down there. Yeah, Fox, something. Get gypped when it comes to TV slots, but that's okay. This uh, is what happens when there's uh, baseball playoffs. Yes, yes. Now, will this change when the SEC and the Big Ten make other moves? Does that, does that, has the Big 12 decided what they're doing yet? No, but they are closing in on ESPN and Fox again for another joint deal. Mm. So, which is big because that means they're jumping the Pac-12, which means the money is all going to be gone for the Pac-12, which means more teams leaving. I'm ready for that, personally. But that's another just, topic. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Kansas State. I like it. I'm going Kansas State uh, to win a – I'll go a low-scoring game for no reason other than why not. I will go Kansas State winning – and the under hitting, I'll go 23 to 17. No, oh. 20, 26 17. I apologize. 26 17, oh. Kansas State. I don't know how we get to 26. We get there. <clears throat> we find a way. Um, also, fun game of the week just for people that are college football fans and just fans of fun in general. Uh, Liberty BYU. Hello. I mean, BYU going for the all religious schedule after playing Notre Dame and now Liberty. So just a fun little religious battle there. I highly recommend watching that game. And the uh, the Battle of Highway 82 taking place in Tuscaloosa. Between the, the, the mighty Mississippi State Bulldogs, year three of Mike Leach, taking on the Crimson Tide, an angry bunch of Crimson Tide fans. Mississippi State could have picked a worse week to play Alabama. You know, You know, all I want from this weekend – is I don't want to see five different people on that field. And I'm going to name all five people I do not want to see on that field. Allow me to proceed. Jason Autry. I don't want to see Mr. Jason Autry. Walt Hill. Don't want to see Walt Hill. Chad Green. Don't want to see him either. Chuck Rice. Don't want him in Tuscaloosa. And lastly, Martin Hankins. Don't want to see him. Now, why do I say those five names? Well, allow me to explain. They refereed the 2020 Arkansas at Auburn game, which, if you recall, that was when Bo Nix tried to spike the ball, fumbled the spike, then proceeded to try to spike the ball again, and that was actually a fumble, and it was recovered by Arkansas, and they didn't actually call it like that on the field, blah, 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 Auburn wins the game, right? Okay, cool. Fast forward to the following year, 2021, Alabama, visiting Texas A&M. Guess who the referees are? I'm guessing those guys. What? Yeah. yeah. guessing those just yeah, those guys. And shockingly, a minute and fifteen seconds into the game, our best defensive back Malachi Moore gets ejected. And then, and then, guess what? Guess what? A year later, October what fifteenth? I think I don't. I want to forget that entire evening and afternoon. October fifteenth, no less than Jason Autry, Walt Hill, Chad Green, Chuck Rice, and Martin Hankins walk into the Knoxville. And missed three roughing the passer penalties that occurred at the expense of Bryce Young. They missed a pass interference slash face mask penalty on the left sideline with Trey, not was it wasn't Trey Sean Holden, Isaiah Bond trying to catch a pass. And most importantly, Kool-Aid McKintry catches an interception. He's coasting down the sideline and 35 yards behind him from the back judge, not the guy standing right there, a pass interference flag is thrown well after the play is essentially over. I do not want to see those officials anywhere near Tuscaloosa or wherever. Again, I hope they get suspended. 
I saw that Nick Saban sent in the uh, the the video for it. I hope something happens to that, but uh, that's my rant. I just want to get it out. Thank you for allowing me to get it out. I appreciate it. And thank you, refs, for making college football exciting. Yeah, we always want referees to play a role, right? As long as it benefits the team I'm pulling for. Well, that's it. That's all. I mean, that's fair, right? Yeah, you know, we'll we'll get them again. <laughs> yeah, can we keep tabs on them? Like, where are they're not in Baton Rouge this week, right? Uh, where where is that published? Actually, can like, we find that? Does the SEC officiating office, like before or after they take the the checks from from uh, Tennessee's athletic director, do they post the schedules as far as where their officials are going to be? Can we talk about how cringe it was that Tennessee was raising money for goalposts that they literally have the money for? You know, I thought it was it was funny, if you will. Like I thought it was like, oh, haha, we we won a game for the first time and ever. Like let's let's make a joke out of this and make it a fun meme. I understand it, but it's just like, yeah. Oh, there is a schedule. Hold on, wait. Here we go. Mm, workflow? No, this isn't what I want. The SEC officiating. Here's another thing. The SEC officiating webpage has not been updated in 855 days. Okay, so that we may not know. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to take the L on that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I hope they're not in Tuscaloosa. I hope they're not in Baton Rouge for years and I sake. And I hope I don't see them ever again, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, beyond that, though, we do have uh, an update on our Rainbow Wager Warriors. Yes. So let's get into the Hawaii Rainbow Wager Warriors. <laughs> So, Zach, I don't know if you've been keeping tabs the last few weeks as we've kind of been recovering from Hurricane Ian, but Hawaii all of a sudden is kind of a little bit, maybe a little bit decent. They have a couple wins under the belt, shockingly. Now, granted, one's against Duquesne, but they have a couple wins, and I don't know that I would have picked them to win it had we had a show. Yeah, I mean, they're not total trash, I guess, so that helps, Um, but they're still pretty bad. So this week they are visiting Colorado state, which is probably the second worst team in football. Some might say their, their neighboring team, Colorado, as you mentioned earlier, was the last team in the nation to get a win Colorado state, even though they are as bad as they are a five and a half point favorite at home against Hawaii, the over under is 46 points. Zach, do you have any picks on this game? Have you thought about it? Do you do you want to just avoid all things Hawaii Rainbow Wager Warriors for the sake of your pocketbook? Hey, listen, I I'm getting better at this, so no, we're gonna keep doing it. Um, but I know a guy who works at Colorado State. <laughs> he works in the equipment department. He was at FAU for Colorado State, and for that reason, we're rolling with the Rams. We're gonna have Colorado State. Win this game in a shootout and covering. I'm just kidding. It's not going to be a good game. It's going to be awful. It's a low scoring. And Colorado State is going to win this game 23-12. to 12 Because why not? Why not give Hawaii a safety? 23-12. All right. That's uh... – see, now it could also be four field goals. It could be like the 2011 LSU-Alabama game all over again. Yeah. 
That's true. It could be. It could get there. I yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd rather not. I see it's one of those. Now the unfortunate thing is this game is at four o'clock in the afternoon, so I kind of have to watch it now. Yeah, we can't hide it, which is sad because that means it also doesn't give us the ability to make all of our money back or lose more money at the end of the day. Well, and I can't wake up and and just be annoyed or jubilant. So correct. That's unfortunate. Um, I was looking at the lines and I really liked the first quarter over under spread of of half a point where you can get Colorado State <laughs> at half a point. So basically just leading after the first quarter at minus 105. Uh, give me that all day. I will take Colorado State to lead after the first quarter and watch that somehow fail because Hawaii continues to fail. Why not? Yeah, might as well. I don't remember what my record is, but it's not it's not great. I thought it was actually pretty decent. I mean, I think it's three and two, which is, I mean, That's I guess fine. it's winning, but yeah. We'll I think it. that's great. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your support. It's very, it's very needed this this My trying pleasure. time. My pleasure. Anyway, let's get into our final segment of the day. Let's get into yes, NASCAR one to go. White flag, point is We are going into Homestead weekend. We mentioned it earlier. We'll be there on site basically the entire weekend, which is super mm-hmm. exciting. A lot to uh, uh, dive into. A lot's happened in the NASCAR world before we even get to Homestead. Uh, big thing, of course. Well, two big things. Uh, Kurt Busch is no longer going to gonna fully run. That's big news as of the last couple of weeks. And yeah. also, Bubba Wallace is an idiot. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is known. But yes, he is a definite idiot. Um, that race at Vegas... Amazing, by the way. It's crazy. I was at the race, that race last year. One of the worst places I've ever, one of the worst races I've ever been to. Greatest places I've been to for a race, though. Um, if you have to go to a race there, do it. It's really a cool spot, obviously. It's Vegas, right? Um, but yeah, the move by Bubba. I saw, here's my thing. Everything that got compared to this like oh no Graxon uh, or uh oh you know Carson host of our uh spinning a couple guys at short tracks this year it doesn't matter if you hook a guy on a mile and a half track you should be suspended automatically and I gotta say I was kind of proud of NASCAR for having the guts to to do it because they had a lot of pressure on them to not do it it's also kind of a tough situation with Bubba being who Bubba is and now he's the the first guy to get suspended um, for aggressive driving since 2015 with Matt Kenseth. Um, But I I agreed with it. I would have liked to seen some more money probably being taken out, maybe some points, but the one race suspension, very good call. Um, I was looking forward to booing the absolute heck out of him with you this weekend. That would have been very fun to do. Um, But here we are at Homestead. Uh, Joey Logano was advanced. We have uh, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, and Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, Chase Briscoe, and Christopher Bell still alive and well in the playoffs, as well as Ryan Blaney. Um, and I'm excited to be back at Homestead, sir. And who is going to win? So I would love to see Chase Elliott go out there and win and make my life a whole lot easier going into Martinsville next week. Now, am I confident that's going to happen? No, although I'd like to point out in six career races here, he does have two top fives, and his lowest finish ever is 15th. And he's also finished second. So 
is possible. Now, do I think it's going to happen? No. They had some really bad equipment last week. The tire mm-hmm. was not friendly to them, and it's going to take <laughs> a, a lot to make that a winning car. Very similar tracks. and I'm Not similar tracks, but same idea, mile and a half and so on. So I don't really know that I see Chase pulling it out this week. However, I do have my eye on two guys that are both in the playoffs still. One okay. is, so a year ago, Zach, you and I sat there, and we watched William Byron go out there and mm. win the race. Don't take my pick. If you're implying <laughs> you're going to pick William Byron, <laughs> then I might need to change my pick. No, no, no. You go ahead first. I can no, audible. I mean, I can audible. Okay, I was going to give two options. So okay. I'll go with the I'll go with the second one for, for the betterment of the show. Okay. We can have different choices. Okay. So I was looking at another guy who, granted, he's only run here twice. Okay. Lowest finish was 20th. His highest finish was 8th. So not a whole lot to unpack there. He has had speed. He got screwed last week by the whole Bubba situation. And he needs probably to win. He doesn't have to win, but probably be the easiest route, the, the route of, of least uh, least resistance. I'll go Christopher Bell to somehow find a way and get 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 up there. And then, I mean, Homestead doesn't exactly have a lot of, uh, I mean, it's not known for any cautions or anything like that. It's more of a green flag, long green, green flag run. And yep. Yep. And uh, somehow I like to see Christopher Bell in his third career race here pull it out. I like that. Um, so I'm to understand that William Byron was the other option for you. I was going to go William Byron. That's correct. Okay. Good deal. Um, so my first pick was Byron. So I appreciate you letting me have that still. Um, however. Kind of, if I had to have a second pick, was going to go in the Gibbs camp, and I was going to pick Mr. Denny Hamlin in the number 11 FedEx Toyota Camry. Um, Denny's had a lot of success here. I believe he's won three races here, if not more. At least two. Yeah, three races. Um, Was that in 2009, 2013? And hang on. Hang on. We're going to get this. Not 10, not 11, not 12. 2007? No. Where's the three wins? What years? I have no clue. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Where's our stack guy? What are we, we paying him? We need a stack guy. Where is our stack guy? <laughs> we, why don't we have a stack guy? Okay. If you are interested in being ball with our stack guy, yes. please apply oh, today. Please. I will pay you probably nothing, but it'll be fun. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, but he, he does have three wins, right? He has three wins. I'm okay. trying to, to find where those came, but driveraverages.com is not being friendly to me. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, he wanted, uh, right. There you go. So 20, 2020, 2013, 2009. Okay. So, yeah, really creative pick, Zach. I'm picking the last two guys that have won at this track. You're welcome. That's what you come for, right? Really dug deep on that one, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I think um, I think William Byron wins this race. Uh, not the person I predicted to get to Phoenix. That was you. However, at the beginning of the year, that was my preseason champion was William Byron because Hendrick's going to have three champions in a row all be different drivers. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, things to keep an eye on for this week. Long green flag runs, a lot of tire wear at Homestead. Obviously, the first time this car has been to a track for the first time, uh, which is the last time we'll see this. And it'll be interesting to see how the guys that have had the mile and a half speed, like Penske and like Trackhouse this year, uh, end up with Homestead because Homestead's very unique. Um, Gibbs historically has been really good here. So look for guys like Hamlin, Bell, like Sean pointed out, Truex and Kyle Busch to run well. Um, hell, even John Hunter Nemechek, who's done well here in the lower series as well, in that 45 car this week, just saying. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see anybody that's a, in a Hendrick or a Gibbs car take the win this week. I also wouldn't be shocked to see Daniel Suarez pull it off either. Um, but I think we see a very smooth race. Everybody gets to the finish line, and I think William Byron ends up taking the checkered flag. So with that in mind, that would mean if that happens, that you have William Byron and Joey Logano advancing, who are the other two drivers that you see advancing right now? Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, if that that happens. If Byron doesn't win, I think Chastain makes it. So... Going into the playoffs, I said my four guys were Logano, Chase, Elliott, Byron, and Hamlin. Obviously, if Christopher Bell wins, then that wrecks that. But if he doesn't, I like that still. Now, I don't know how that happens because all Chastain has to do is have a good run here, and he'll probably be fine going into Martinsville. Mm. But, yeah, uh, I mean – and. He's had speed at mile and a half track, so who's to say that he won't do well here? But then again, a win throws everything off, throws everything out of whack. And I don't have any expectations. And that's why we're going to go. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to watch three races in two days. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And I'll probably be there enjoying LSU kicking Ole Miss's teeth and watching a great Xfinity race. Yeah, we're going to be watching all the 330 kicks sitting there at the at the Xfinity race. Heck yeah, we are. And to that extent, we'll be sitting there for the Syracuse Clemson game watching qualifying. Yes, sir. Indeed. Wow. That's going to be a long Saturday. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. Well, hopefully you all have a lot of fun this weekend as well. Hope you enjoy all the games. Hopefully you enjoy all the races. Every single one of them. We are almost done with the NASCAR season. We only have after this weekend two more races to go in the nascar cup series playoffs and of course we are getting into the home stretch of the college football season as well so this is when things get a little spicy and i like a little spice october is great pumpkin spice pumpkin spice (laughs) spice like what other spices are there like Old, old spice old spice yes all the spices this is the time for the spice now i would not put old spice and pumpkin spice together no, but someone will. Hopefully none of our listeners. No, or anyone that we know for that matter. Yeah, and, and if you do, just don't tell me because I don't, I don't want to know. No, that. but listen, I appreciate everyone listening. And you can yes. find us where? You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. And of course, you can find us on TikTok. And I mean, a little bit of a tease here. If you haven't done it already, there was a pretty fun video that we put on TikTok today. So big deal. Big, huge, big deal. Huge. Check it out. Pretty fun. I was pretty proud of it. Zach's pretty proud of it. It's a big deal. I am. I am. With all that said, thank you as always for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And thank you a lot for allowing us to talk some ball with y'all. Catch y'all Monday.